Hey friends, Maggie Pilliton here. Welcome to another episode of the Maggie Pilliton Podcast. I've got another great interview this week for you, another great guest. Um, It's my friend Vera Park, and we had a fantastic conversation. So I'm looking forward to you all listening to this episode. Thanks for joining us and hope you enjoy. I've been doing this thing where like when I have a guest on the podcast, I will like awkwardly do an intro where I'm like, hey, this is Maggie. Like, bah. So I'm not doing that this time. And so, yay. yay! <laughs> so why don't you introduce yourself to everyone? Well, okay. I, I mean, guess starting with my name. <laughs> yes. Well, have you listened to the other episodes where I have people start with the I am statements? I have. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. You did your homework. So, so do you want me to do my I am? <laughs> That'd be great. Thanks. <laughs> okay. So I am Vera. I am friends with Maggie since high school. Somehow we've made it this far. Gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am a Korean American first generation immigrant. I am all over the place, honestly, right now. So yeah, welcome to my life. <laughs> I love that. That's so relatable. <laughs> I mean, for me, for sure. But I feel like so many people out there are probably like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, welcome to 2020. That I was can't great. Think of anything else? <laughs> the, whenever I tell people, uh, whenever I'm like, do your I am statements in the beginning, I feel like everyone just delivers. It's always like fantastic. I'm impressed. <laughs> I feel like mine's the weakest out of everyone's, but okay. No, 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 no. Um, so yes, this is Vera. This is my friend. One thing that I wanted to mention, and you could always tell it if you wanted to, but I wanted to mention like how we met too, because I actually we actually like recently mm-hmm. talked about this. I think like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so. Basically, my recollection is um, high school gym class, I can remember, sixth period. Um, And luckily, we had to sit next to each other or behind each other because of our last names. Um, (laughs) The alphabet. (laughs) The alphabet, the great old alphabet. Um, It brings people together. (laughs) It does. So, yeah, we met in gym class, freshman year of high school. We came from two different middle schools. Um, so we had no clue each other existed. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, it just started from that first day of PE. And now we are at 2020. <laughs> and that's the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> basically. That is the podcast episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Um, yes, that is how we met. I think I just, I don't know, maybe other people will hear that and be like, that's not that interesting. But like, (laughs) I told, I told Vera recently that, um, I'm doing this really cool professional development training workshop seminar thing over the summer. And that's DEI related. And we had to tell a story from our schooling experience and it could be like literally anything. So for some reason, I don't know why, but like, I didn't think about like in class schooling experience at all for some reason the first thing that came to my head was thinking about high school and then I was thinking about like the first day of high school and how 
that day was just such a whirlwind and I went to school with so many people that I just didn't see that many similarities in and I didn't really feel like I fit in in a lot of ways so we go to gym class six period like you said and we just like randomly meet because our last names are similar and I just remember feeling like oh my gosh I can like relate to someone like she's so cool I can talk to her (laughs) there's someone normal in this class yeah yeah and we were like we were fast friends and I feel like that was just I feel like that's a really important experience in I mean in life in general but especially in high school and yeah we've been been friends ever since and I can't believe that was 11 years ago yeah no wait sorry no that's when we graduated oh gosh no fifth no wait 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 yeah 15 years ago ah (laughs) Ah, that's weird that's like almost half our lives at this point oh god it's more than (laughs) half our lives oh no no we're not there yet we still have a year before that (laughs) oh gosh oh that's disgusting anyway yeah um yeah so that's how Vera and I met um lots of good memories in high school we took a lot of photo classes together Mm -hmm. um, which is still a big passion of both of ours so that was something cool that we got to experience together in high school AP photo has a lot of fun memories for us (laughs) (laughs) oh so many fun memories yeah and we we'd go a lot of uh we do a lot of photo adventures together which is really fun and oh and then also in my last podcast episode I don't know if y'all remember this or heard this but I talked about how one of my goals for like the rest of the year and I mean, maybe like the rest of my life is to go on more adventures because I feel like that's something I've been lacking recently. And so I told a story about go like driving out to this random lake and then figuring out it was private property and being like, oh, we can't be here. And that friend that I went with was Vera. So just, you know. Did you mention the barbed wire that you almost stepped on? I did. I did. (laughs) I mentioned how, yeah, I was like, is there poison oak? And then you were like, I don't know, but there's definitely barbed wire. And I was like, oh, I'll just step over that. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) And then I I had, so we were driving separately because COVID and we stopped Mm -hmm. at a place and I was taking a picture and then... Uh, there was like more barbed wire on like a different fence and like almost yeah. ran into that too. I was like, this is a disaster, but you know, it, you know what? It works. We, it, it does. we yeah. have each other's back. Like you were out in exactly. the middle of the road on the floor taking a picture and I'm like, okay, well I'm going to look <laughs> the opposite direction. Make sure there isn't a car coming to kill us. Oh yeah. Yeah. She, she's a great friend. And I didn't even have to say that beforehand. I just went out to the, out into the street and was like, she's going to watch my back. It's fine. <laughs> That's how much we trust each other. Exactly. Yeah. That's what a 15 year friendship will do. I guess so. (laughs) Okay. We need to stop saying that number. Yeah. We're going to, okay. Just, we won't say it anymore. (laughs) No one else say it anymore. Um, (laughs) But yeah, anyway. So yeah, clearly Vera and I can talk about a lot of different things, but um, one thing that I think we did want to talk about on this episode, and I'm going to try not to ramble and have it be like a two hour long episode. (laughs) But one thing that we wanted to talk about was uh, both being people of color and growing up in a place that was full of predominantly very affluent, mostly white people. And that kind of reconnects to the story that Vera and I both told about us meeting in high school and just feeling kind of like we could relate in a lot of ways that we couldn't to other people. Um, So Vera has lots of stories that she could tell about this but uh she's definitely someone I wanted to bring on for this topic so Vera you want to start (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know I guess like 
It's definitely been interesting growing up around here, um, especially as a first generation immigrant. Um, so it's, it's, I don't know, it, it's been crazy because, you know, there are times when I'm like, okay, like I can totally live here. And then there are times when I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to kill someone. I need to get out of here. Um, and that's kind of how I was feeling when I left for college. So I ended up going to college uh, down in Los Angeles. And I got there and like, of course, I like, I was like, oh my gosh, there's other Koreans. Then I found out that a lot of those Koreans were kind of very different Koreans. So yeah, even within one culture, you know, it's like the US, everyone, everyone's different from where they are. That's a good point, um, yeah. Yeah, and so then, you know, I got through college. Uh, I went to, I actually went to Korea to study abroad, and that was amazing. Um, and then I got back, and then I started working, you know, I was working, um, living back at home with my parents. And recently, I actually went back down to LA just to, just for a trip, because honestly, they have better food there. Like the <laughs> food is very point. important to us too yes it, it, that is the see. only winning point of LA is the food um that, that's fair. So I was, yeah I was down there and of course I was in Koreatown and I'm waiting to eat dessert and I'm just standing around and said oh my goodness I feel way too white for this I was I felt uncomfortable being around people that look like me so like that I was just like I don't I don't know who I am anymore almost and yeah so it's just kind of been like this really weird identity crisis almost and like even after high school like for some reason I felt more confident in my identity as a Korean American in high school than I did outside of it so it's like okay very interesting so what why do you think that is I don't, I don't know. It, I think maybe it was just like having to kind of live both cultures, but my Korean culture being completely different than what it was like outside of it. Um, definitely, you know, kind of throw a wrench in there. And <laughs> so it, it was, and I think there was a part of me that was like, okay, well, this is what makes me different. This is what makes me kind of stand out. Um, and honestly, to a certain point, I really didn't care that I stood out. Um, mm. it, it was like, it's just the reality of life for me. And so like, even if there were comments being made, it was like, I learned to just tune it out because it was just like, this is my reality. There's what am I going to do? I'm in high school. Like, mm -hmm. I can't escape. I have no money. Like... <laughs> I, I, once again, my parents aren't one of those affluent people. So it's like, I don't have, just, I can't just escape. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my form of escape was just complete ignoring of everything um, regarding race almost. Well, and there's, so like one thing that you said that kind of stuck with me was you said that you like you know being who you are and being a person of color made you kind of stand out and you and you almost like embrace that you were kind of like well this is who I am so like you know that I'm fine with standing out in that way mm -hmm. um 
do you think that that almost like that feeling of being different or standing out or however you want to put it, do you think that almost made you embrace your like racial identity more because you were like, well, I am different and like, I am proud of this. And so like, do do you think that that's almost why maybe during that time you almost felt like more connected to that part of your identity? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think, I think one thing was that I actually was going to Korean school during high school. So I was literally every Saturday, typical Asian, we're going to some sort of school on not (laughs) a school day. Um, And the thing is, I actually went to Korean school by choice. There was my senior year. They were like, hey, we need you to be a TA. I tried it for about two weeks and I said, no, I'm going back to the classroom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I'm okay. I'd rather just kind of sit here to chat with everyone. Um, And it was almost kind of like I got to choose when I really wanted to be part of that culture because it was so different. There weren't that many Koreans um, where we lived and um, you know, once I did get to go out of where we lived, it's like, okay, well, you live far enough away where it's like, I can really choose when to associate with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was kind of it. But definitely, I think Korean school was the biggest part because, you know, it just kind of kept me connected to everything. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I guess because, you know, our bubbles are so much smaller in high school. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like you don't have as much influence. Well, and world. so you stopped going to, I mean, I, I assume like when you went to college, were you, were you still involved? I mean, you probably didn't go to Korean school, but like, were you still involved in like any um, like affinity groups kind of or like community groups? By affinity groups, do you mean like kind of like, you know, cultural clubs at college and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I definitely tried, you know, to associate myself with a lot more Koreans, Um, you know, joining the Korean Student Association um, and then joining other um, international Korean clubs as well. So, you know, there was one for the business school. There was one for Korean Mm -hmm. international students and whatnot. And I actually found myself to not fit in to either one of them. Uh, And I think that's one of the things that, people like me so we call ourselves a 1.5 gen because it's like yeah we are immigrants but we came at like a certain age in our lives it's like between like before seven or something like that so it's like we don't really fit in with korean americans like born here korean americans but then we also don't fit in with korean immigrants so it's so interesting i like yeah yeah so it's just kind of like we we live in our own little bubble. And so it's kind of like it was definitely hard to interact with them a lot at school. And so I actually ended up kind of ditching all of that together, all together. And um, I went back to something I did enjoy, which was horseback riding. And so then all the people that I was hanging out with were once again, people that, you know, were like the people I grew up around. Yeah. Which yeah. is, which was so weird because I'm like, I don't fit in, but I'd still rather be around you than be around people that look like me. 
Well, it's like, it, yeah. it almost like, like to me, it almost sounds like you were kind of like searching for like that sense of belonging, even if it wasn't necessarily with like other Korean Americans, you were still kind of like, well, I want to fit in somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, even if like, I didn't like, you know, completely fit in with someone, some like everyone in that group, it was like, okay, well, we have this shared common thing that's right. not our racial identity. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it crosses, you know, all racial lines, all cultural lines, I guess, to a certain degree. There are many things that I could say to this. And this is always <laughs> like one of the difficult things about having guests is because I have all these like amazing friends that like come on the podcast and will like share all these things. And I'm always like, oh, there's so much I want to say. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess like one thing I wanted to say I'll, I'll say a couple things. And again, I have no idea how I'm going to say this. So we'll see how this pans out. But um, the first thing I wanted to say is like something that you said about, I think it was maybe around like your one and a half gen comment. Is that what you said? One and a half gen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and kind of that feeling like where you were like either feeling like too Korean or like not Korean enough. Mm-hmm. That kind of like that is interesting to me because that is almost kind of how I feel being multiracial that I always kind of feel because since I'm half white half Chinese depending on who I'm with I either feel like too white or too Chinese and I do think that like there's there's a stronger part of me that doesn't necessarily identify more with my Chinese side but identifies more with being multiracial and being a person of color than being white do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so yeah. I think so I think because of that, this is another thing that I've explored in kind of this professional development thing that I've been doing. There's kind of this feeling, I don't even really love the term biracial anymore, or I don't even love mm-hmm. really saying like being half white or half Chinese because it, I feel like just that word half just kind of like implies that someone isn't whole, you know what I mean? And that like, <laughs> I don't know, it does, there's almost kind of this weird connotation to it, whereas I'd much rather just be thought of as like multiracial or hapa is the other word I use or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so what you were saying made me think of that too, that there like maybe, and, may, and that feeling, I guess, from what you were saying kind of shows me that that feeling extends to beyond just being multiracial, that you can feel that way, even if that is like your entire racial background. Yeah, it's like, and it's crazy, like, people don't think about that. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, okay, well, all of you guys are Korean, so all of you guys are going to get along. And all of you are Chinese, so you're all going to get along. Like, we're kind of expected to get along. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, yo, there are some shady people over here that I do not want to associate with, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let's not put all of us in a bubble. Right. And I mean, this gets into like a whole other conversation, so (laughs) I might need to just like not continue this conversation (laughs) after this. But like, but what you said reminds me also of like... (laughs) god there's just so many examples so like when i'll when i'll be talking to someone and i'll talk about uh being queer and someone will be like oh that's so cool like i have a gay friend and i'm like okay like 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 why are you giving me that information like am i am i supposed to know this gay friend because they're gay too or like are you setting me up with this person or like do you think that we're the same person because we both identify as queer like what yeah. So and then that's the same and then I like 
unfortunately uh, when a lot of these conversations around like racial injustice have been happening it's in like specifically the black lives matter movement i'll hear people say that too that they'll be like well i'm not racist i have a black friend that is <laughs> like the did you racist thing you could ever say i'm like did you hear what you just said like <laughs> what but anyway so like what you were just saying reminded me of that of kind of like oh, well, like, you're all Chinese, or, like, you're all Korean, you'll get along, like, or you must yeah. know each other, and I'm like, do you think yeah. there's, like, a secret society, I know. like, within it's people like, of color, where we're like, oh, I know you, like, <laughs> it's like, yes, I know the area we live in, a lot of the Koreans know each other, I think there's, like, a five degree of separation between all of us, so that's also why I'm afraid to date anyone over here, because <laughs> it's like, you mess up with one person, and you know them all, like, I've, ha- I've actually had rumors, about me somewhere like literally 50 60 miles away and i'm just like who are you what are you talking about like what word travels fast (laughs) that's like that's actually kind of like a like a like a girl queer stereotype that there's like their stereotype that like everyone's dated each other so like your ex or something was probably like exes of one of your friends or like what anyway but (laughs) so that reminded me of that too um yeah Anyway, there's like, again, so many different like branches of this conversation we could go off into. But the last thing that I want to say too, is that like, I think it's really interesting for me to hear your experience because two reasons. One, I think, again, kind of relating to the conversation we just had, but I think when people think about like people of color, like different groups of people of color, a lot of times Asians are put into like one category. They're like, oh, well, they're all Asians. And I'm like, well, yes. like that is geographically true but also like the Asian experience is so different depending on what your upbringing is or or, you know again or even being like half Asian or whatever so that is I like hearing your experience about that too because that's a slightly different like our experiences are a little different in that way too Mm -hmm. but we still can relate on a lot of things in terms of being people of color and specific or non-specifically being Asian Mm -hmm. but then also not to get all like DEI term on you, but <laughs> have you heard of mirrors and windows? Have you heard of that? <laughs> no. Okay, what is well, that? A mirror is like something like when someone's speaking and like you can really relate to something or like it's similar mm-hmm. to your experience, that's a mirror. But then when someone says something that's kind of eye opening and you're like, whoa, I didn't even know that, like that's a window. Oh. So your experience. So again, like we can see mirrors in a lot of our being people of color experiences um but being a f- what did you say one and a half gen i keep asking you. yeah one and a- okay. 1.5 gen. <laughs> being a 1.5 gen korean american is a window to me because that is definitely not a part of my identity that i hold so like i appreciate listening to your experiences about that too because again it's so interesting to hear the experiences of different people of color because all of our experiences are so different and there's so many different layers to it like not just you know, our race, like right here. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. being an immigrant or not an immigrant, you know, things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely interesting indeed. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I actually like led to a point, but that was something that I wanted to say <laughs> that it's so like, I, it's just interesting looking back on our experiences and how there are a lot of things that were similar, like growing up in a similar area and all that, but there still can be a lot of things that you probably experienced that I never had to, um, yeah, and vice versa. Right. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, I can think of a lot of times throughout my childhood where it was like, you know, I, 
I can't even remember how I used to pronounce pizza anymore. I'm pretty sure it was the Korean way to say pizza because, you know, someone was like, why are you saying it like that? That's wrong. And it's just like, okay. And so, you know, eventually you end up changing it. And like, I remember um, when I was younger, I would bring Korean food to school. I I just did not care. I was like, I'm hungry. I'm eating my own food. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you guys get to deal. Except for some reason, once I got to high school, that kind of changed a little bit. Mm. And like, and I don't know why, but I I think it was because of the same group when the pizza situation. But like, spam isn't Korean by all means. It's not. It is a luxury in Korea to have spam. I don't know why, <laughs> but um. Like, I would purposely say that, no, I'm eating Canadian bacon instead of admitting that I'm eating Spam because of the stigma around it. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. yo, Spam's amazing, but I don't care why you guys hate it so much. And now all of a sudden with COVID-19, somehow Costco in this area <laughs> ran out of Spam. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's so true. Like, I think... I've had some conversations recently too with people in this professional development also. And like, it's so interesting. Like food is such an interesting form of culture to me and identity really, because it's something like you said, like there are a lot of things that I can think of as a kid in relation to like, you know, various bullying, bullying or like teasing moments or something like that, that are around food, which is so odd to me that I'm like, why does that become a thing? Yeah. That people like, like bully other people based on food, you know? Yeah. Like it's like the my uh, big fat Greek wedding. No, yeah, one? where yeah. she gets made fun of for her Greek food. I'm exactly. Like, yes, that's a perfect well, example. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah, and so, but 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 then what you also just said is like you know when I think about my racial identity as a whole, like one of the first things I think about is like cooking and eating Chinese food. Like that's like one of the first things I think about, and like that's what I think about when I think about my family or even just my racial identity as a whole, like it's just such an interesting marker for me in terms mm. of like how someone can relate to their race, but then like also like the negative stuff that can come out of it too. Like it just, it's so odd to me. Yeah. And especially now, I think I've recently read an article, I guess in Philadelphia, this chef had created a pop-up cream barbecue restaurant called Charcoal. And, um, it, it kind of touched on like the appropriation of, you know, like other cultural foods and because the chef wasn't Korean. Okay. And so there was a, a Korean waitress actually out there who held up a sign saying like, um, like my, basically like my culture isn't like something you can, I, I totally forget what she said. But yeah, it was kind of, you know, in the long, along the lines of like, you don't get to use my culture when you want, when it's convenient for you. Almost. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, totally. And it's like, everyone, you know, kind of is like, oh, you're Korean. Oh, do you eat kimchi? And I'm like, yeah, I know how to make it too. But like, <laughs> really, you're going to like, really, that's the thing. They're like, oh, or like, oh, oh my gosh, I love Korean barbecue. It's like, okay. And what, what do you what do you want from me? Like, you expect me to bring out a grill right now? It's like, nah, dude. 
I go to a restaurant just like you. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that to me is like similar to the like I have a gay friend comment of like yeah. I've had kimchi before. Like cool. Like I just for you. Yeah. It's just it's one of those things that I I wish wasn't seen as like a cultural difference. You know, of mm-hmm. being like, well, you're Korean, so you must like kimchi, and I've had kimchi, so like we can relate. You know what I mean? Like it, instead, <laughs> it could be like, oh well we can relate because maybe we have these things in common that we just don't know about. And like, maybe we yeah. can have like a cool conversation and figure that out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I almost, I almost wish there was that conversation instead of like those assumptions that can be made. And again, it's not, it's not meant to be like a, like that's not meant to be like a bullying comment, you know, like that, yeah. that's kind of like an attempt to find a connection, but it, I don't know. To me, that still seems almost like a microaggression, like a little bit. Yeah. I, especially from like this our point of view where it's just kind of like and like yes it, yeah it, it's it literally is like an and moment and it's just like an awkward silence and it's like okay well you're the one that brought this up so what more do you have to say about right this? now we're in this awkward spot so <laughs> oh so, yeah <laughs> and it could be like literally some random person in line at a grocery store saying that like mm-hmm. I recently had an incident where um, I, I had made a certain, not noise, but like a certain intonation to how I said, oh, or something. And this lady just turns around. It's like, are you Korean? And I'm like, yes. She's like, I could tell because I've been watching these Korean dramas and like the way you said that, it sounds just like them. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh great, cool. Like what? And, and it's like, I don't know why, but I feel like it's on me to now carry on this conversation and be like, oh, what Korean dramas did you watch? And then, you know, they'll list it off in there. And I'm like, oh yeah, I watched that too. Like, that, that's great. But it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, why do I have the need to continue that conversation when I'm not the one who initiated it? Totally. And yeah. it, I mean, this might not be like totally what you meant, but it kind of reminds me of how like a lot of times like in equity work or like or like racial work specifically, like how it's often people of color like having to educate people who identify mm-hmm. as white about this stuff. And so like that's not totally the same in terms of like an educational aspect, but it's like almost like that burden that falls on you of having yeah. to be like, well, you said something like kind of awkward or kind of offensive and now I'm the one that has to clean it up. Because yeah. and and it, and then it, again, it kind of goes into like a um, like an intent versus impact thing of like I know you didn't intend for that, and like you might not have foreseen why that comment might be problematic, but also like mm-hmm. it's a little bit of an ouch moment for me because you know like it's it's kind of like you're the one that has to acknowledge that and be like yeah um how do we address this? Like, how do yeah. we, how do we discuss this? And especially when you're like in a grocery store or something, you know, <laughs> like it's not even like, like a conversation with a friend. You're just kind of like, okay, so are we going to like go our separate ways? And like, I'm going to go like <laughs> buy a watermelon or like, yeah. are we going to have this conversation? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And it, it's just like, oh, it kind of also goes back to the whole, like categorizing everyone into one mm. group where it's like, yeah, I could tell you were Korean because of the way you said it. It's like, I could fake a Chinese accent if I wanted. I could, I can almost fake a freaking like Southern accent if I wanted. You know, it's like right. it, it doesn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like okay, well, oh, 
man, that just made me think about all the things in Korean dramas. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like people are ruining Korean dramas. They're meant to be one season. And so people need to stop asking for multiple seasons. Well, I was just going to say, you could talk about <laughs> Korean dramas a lot. Like you are the expert on them. So like if that conversation had been approached differently, I feel like you'd be like, yes, let's talk about this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh, yes, I love that one. What what made you like it? You know, it's like, it's kind of, you go into that kind of conversation right, as opposed right. to like, what have you watched? Totally, yeah. It's like so surface level. Yes, yes. I... Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I think this is partially just my personality, but I think it's also like somewhat COVID related that I just kind of over all the like surface level conversations, you know, like, like small talk and yeah. And just surface level stuff. Like I just, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for it. I don't have energy for it. And like, it just doesn't interest me. Yeah. Well, you know, surface level conversations has never been my forte. Hence me being terrible at networking. Um, Networking's hard. (laughs) Networking is impossible, yo. So it's, you know, it's just kind of like, yeah, let's let's stop living on the surface and just kind of get deep because at this point in our lives right now, surface level is not helpful in any way. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. We're like all of the all of the like million issues in the world right now, like we need to have deeper conversations, deeper, more meaningful conversations. And we need to listen to people and like have, yes. as one of my previous guests on this podcast, my friend Chris said, we need to have that empathy shovel, <laughs> you know? Yes. Like empathy is not a common trait anymore. It's really not. No. And yeah, well, you can tell when, you know, you have commercials saying like, be kind. It's like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You're like, we need reminders on that. Like, <laughs> it's like, that should be a given. Like, like, shouldn't, shouldn't we always do that? Like, yeah. it's like, I can't believe this is a healthcare platform that is saying this. Yeah. I'm like, like, I can't, yeah. Like, that's a slogan. Like, I mean, I love that. Like, that's what you're building your brand on or whatever. Yeah. But like, do we need to remind people of that? Like, I know, right? what? <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, okay. So I, I know, again, we could go on about this for hours, but yeah, is there anything else you want to say before we play our game? <laughs> game (laughs) (laughs) i told vera briefly about this game before and i don't think she's happy with me right now but she's coming on the podcast so she had to have known she's listened to the episode she had to know it was coming (laughs) sure i totally knew that this was coming you know the thing you struggle with constantly yet you want to put (laughs) us through it all (laughs) i'm getting better actually no i can't even say that i was gonna say i'm getting better at rapid fire i don't even know if i am it's just i'm just practicing it more but whatever yeah um okay so the game it's like i swear it's not that bad (laughs) it's just a series of questions so that people can get to know you in fact i put each question in a series of categories and the first one is getting to know you oh yay (laughs) so much fun and again since i'm a huge dork uh i put three questions in each category and there are four categories so you could guess there are 12 questions (laughs) Yay, math! Are you doing another Asian stereotype? Because no, I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so each category, there's the first one is getting to know you. The second one is yeah. if you could dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. The next one I couldn't come up with a cool name for, so it's literally just ridiculous Maggie questions. <laughs> and then the la- <laughs> oh my god, the la- <laughs> the last oh, one. I thought I like edited this, but apparently not. The last one, it literally just says deep. 
Oh, okay. I guess we know what that category is all about. I think I meant like deeper, more thought provoking questions, but apparently I just left it as deep. (laughs) (laughs) Getting off to a great start. Such a good podcast host. Um, Okay. So are you ready? Sure. (laughs) The enthusiasm is great. Okay. So much enthusiasm. Okay. (laughs) Getting to know you. Some of them are quicker than others, by the way. So okay. the first one is just name one thing that makes you smile. My animals. So I have a dog and a bunny and they drive me insane. They're freeloaders, but you know what? I chose <laughs> them and I love them. I love that you call them freeloaders. I also was hoping you were going to say that because I was like, talk about animals. <laughs> okay. See, we're one question down. This is great. Okay. okay. Next getting to know you question. What is your favorite memory from our friendship? <laughs> Oh my goodness. There's so many. And you could just pick one because like you said, there's so many. I remember we were, we really wanted to hang out with a friend, but we didn't want to hang out with a friend that they were with. And so, and we, once we found out, we were like, we booked it out of there. (laughs) Just like did not answer our phones for a while. Oh my gosh. We're terrible people. Well, okay, no, wait. In high school, we were terrible people. We were just very high school, you know? Okay. I I admit, I was very mean in high school, but it might have just been, you know, like this protective barrier for me. Yeah. Yeah. Protecting Uh, your identity. Yeah. I'm I'm a lot nicer now. I promise. You are. Okay. (laughs) Last getting to know you question, because then after that, we've already gotten to know you enough, apparently. (laughs) Apparently so. One random fact about you that not a lot of people know. I know that's hard. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You said this was going to be easy. It it is, besides Um, that. By random, like, random fact, are we talking about people, like, my close people, or just, like, general people? It it could really be anything. Just a random fact about you. Okay. Interpret it um, however you want. I've gotten hit in the head multiple times by golf clubs. <laughs> Once by someone else, and the rest of the time by myself, because I apparently like to play with my golf clubs and let them slide down my hand with the head pointing towards my head. <laughs> See, I almost like... Okay, I don't know if I knew that entire fact. I, th- I knew you'd been hit in the head like at least once or twice. And it, to me, it makes sense that it's like by someone else, like they're being careless or something or whatever. But like the fact that the majority is the time of the times it was you, <laughs> that's even better. That, that says a yeah. lot about you. That's great. Yeah. And you know me, I like that happens and I'm standing there laughing at myself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Like the day I fell in our photo class because the floor was wet and I just disappeared <laughs> and just sat there laughing yeah we talked about that the other day that I I remember when that happened and just looking over and being like where did she go and like also what (laughs) happened like what I just saw her like collapse and was like okay well hope she's okay she goes again (laughs) I'm I'm klutzy too so I can't I can't make fun of you for that um okay next category if you could (laughs) dot 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 so first one if you could vote for literally anyone for president this year who would it be Wow, that one's hard because I've been trying to stay out of politics for so long right well, now because I just could not. But if it was anyone. Also, quick side note, it doesn't have to be like an actual politician. Like it could literally yeah. be like your dog. Like it could be like <laughs> literally <laughs> anyone. So just to clarify. Okay. Literally anyone. Can they be fictional? Yes. 
that one's really hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is not a question I've ever thought about in my entire life. That's how we do it on the Maggie Pelican <laughs> podcast. We ask random questions. <laughs> like for some reason, the first thought that came into my head was Katniss Everdeen. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I love that. I would vote for her. Cool. Okay. Katniss Everdeen, 2020. <laughs> write in. No, actually, don't write that in because we no, actually need to take no, this election more seriously. Yeah, but like one we need to be serious about. In the game, Katniss <laughs> Everdeen. Okay, whoa. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if you could have any job, what would it be? Oh, that one's easy. I want to be a UX designer focusing on instructional design at an ed tech company. Like that, literally just oh, wow. putting all of my passions together into one. So specific, but like, I mean, Vera is really good at that and she's like going to school for that basically. So that makes sense. So basically, you're going after your dream job. Yay! Now Yay! <laughs> okay, if last... Not, I'll create my own company. Yes, do it. Okay, last if you could question. If you could travel anywhere for photography purposes, where would you go? Ooh, okay. I would have to say it's kind of a toss-up between two places. Okay. It's either going to be Iceland Mm. or switzerland oh both of those places are just gonna have gorgeous like scenery yes and yes and the thing i was gonna say is so vera and i on well knowing my goal of wanting more adventures i kind of just looped vera into this and so we made this list of all these places we want to go and she randomly put a place in switzerland like a week or something ago and i was like what is this but so would would that place be one of the places you want to go Yes, one hundred percent. Yes, it's like a waterfall or something, right? Yeah. Okay. I can't even pronounce it. But <laughs> That's we're <fine>. gonna go. <laughs> okay. Next section: ridiculous okay. Maggie questions. Oh goodness. <laughs> okay. The first one: you are now a professional chef. Congratulations. <laughs> and you decide you want to open up a restaurant. What is the concept behind your restaurant? Honestly, it would probably be traditional healthy Korean food. Oh, traditional healthy Korean food. Okay. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. We, we just don't have that much around here. And I've, you know, when I've traveled to Korea, like, I've gone up into mountains and, like, eaten at, like, you know, vegetarian places or, like, Ooh. whole, like, corset meals that are, like, super healthy. And it's just, like, you know, sometimes you just need that. That sounds like, amazing. Cut out all the grease. Just, just yeah. Good food. I feel like then you can eat more. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's just in my head. <laughs> I would go to that restaurant. That sounds great. Yay. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> next random Maggie question. If you were to go on Shark Tank, <laughs> what would be the product or company you would pitch? <laughs> I'm so random. That's that is so random. So random. I, what would I pick? You're just so creative and you have such a good like business mind that I figured you'd have something great here. That's why I picked this one. For okay, you. that's a lot of pressure, Maggie. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I don't know. First thing that comes into mind is like a skincare company. Oh, yeah, so you, I am you going, would kill at that. I'm going to be that stereotypical Korean in this sense and really care about my skin <laughs> going back to the asian stereotypes i love it that should be yes. the, that should be like the name of this episode <laughs> asian <laughs> stereotypes just kidding it won't be 
Um, <laughs> okay, last, oh, sorry. Last ridiculous Maggie question. I was going to say random. Okay. Ridiculous. Ask me a question that I have to, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, okay, two, there, <laughs> my God, I'm so terrible. Okay, two options for this. You can either ask me a question that I have to answer, mm. or you think of a question about yourself and I have to answer it about you. Oh. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes sense. And I don't know why, but I'm going to be ridiculous as well. Go for it. If you were a Gatorade color, which one would you be? <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was blue, but I don't really know why. Um, blue is my favorite color. But, yes. like, what's the actual flavor for blue? I don't remember. Isn't it, like, Arctic ice or something? I feel like it's like, something there weird. No flavor. Like, I feel like in terms of, like, flavors that I like to drink, like, I like the red one. Yes. I don't drink Gatorade a ton, so I can't even really think of other ones. I can think <laughs> of that, like, fluorescent green one, which just looks, like, <laughs> terrifying. Well, I'm going to say blue, but I don't really know why. Got it. Because I'm Arctic icy. Sure. Okay, cool. You're so icy. <laughs> Okay, now we're on to the best category, deep. Oh, <laughs> Just deep, that's it. Okay, deep. so if you can figure out, these are deeper questions. Mm. Maybe. So the first one is, oh, this one's hard too. Oh, anyway. you can't what? preface it like that. Just kidding, it's totally easy. What's one piece of advice that has always stuck with you? I think is... Don't be afraid to say no. Ooh. And that one was given to me by my eighth grade science teacher. And it was mm. because he saw that I was burning myself out because I just kept saying yes to everything. Oh, wow. It's like, okay. I can say no and just not do it. <laughs> that, hate to say it, I feel like that's kind of an Asian stereotype too. <laughs> because... <laughs> yeah the asian woman stereotype the submissive you know it's like they'll do anything it's like yeah but then you know he kind of opened up a giant worm can of worms there because now i'm like i don't even just say no i like dig it deep into you i am saying no oh well i mean you go about it in your own style you know yes but i no, but i agree like i feel like so much gets on my plate sometimes and i like i need to get better at saying no just being like mm -hmm. no like even like like in a sassy way of just being like no yeah. sorry yeah exactly like i have the hardest time even like right now at work i'm just like that's not my job that's a manager's job go talk to them don't talk to me like but it's like, at the same time, I'm like, oh, but I know the answer. I should just take care of it. <laughs> One of my coworkers has this phrase that, like, th this isn't, like, the piece of advice that has always stuck with me. But he just, he has this phrase that he says that, like, really, I think is hilarious. But it's so true. It's not my circus, not my monkey. And that basically just means, like, not my problem or, like, not my department, you know? <laughs> so when you said that, I, I was that. like, that's what I would say. Not my circus, not my monkey. <laughs> Love that. So shout out to my coworker for that. I don't know if he's <laughs> listening, but anyway. okay. Two more questions for deep. Okay. <laughs> okay. If COVID didn't happen, first of all, how nice would that be? <laughs> Second of all, what would you change about 2020? So that could be something about like in your life. Like, would you do something differently? Would you travel somewhere? Like, it could, you could kind of answer it however you want. But like, what would you change about your 
2020 experience or would you do anything different what would you do if covid didn't happen mm, let's see I'm trying to think back to when covid actually started yeah, right? um, hard to think back to a time when covid wasn't a thing <laughs> you know right especially since i felt like i had it at the beginning of january because i felt like i was dying but Same. um i don't know i think i would have been outdoors more honestly it's like I've been fortunate enough to a certain degree that I did keep working during COVID and Mm -hmm. so I was leaving my house um to go to work but you know it's so different to go to work versus you know just kind of going and exploring places Mm -hmm. and yeah so definitely that that's why I'm glad that we're, even though like, I mean, we just, ha- we obviously have to be safe about it and like we're being safe and smart about it, but like, that's why I'm glad we're doing more of these adventures, you know? Yeah. You've got to find like some sense of that, even when times are crazy. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Last deep question. Okay. One I ask I everyone. Oh, how I feel <laughs> pressure. Um, I ask everyone this. So this is not just a you question. Okay. So name someone or something or some place or whatever that makes you feel brave or that makes you feel proud. Wow. Um, <laughs> I, I should have seen this deep. one coming. But yeah, that one is very deep. Especially because of the mental state that I'm in. It's very deep. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess it has to be my animals honestly right now that's fine because it's like they are they're kind of the only things that kind of keep me going at this moment in time because it's like I can't just quit my job because I have these two freeloaders I need to feed (laughs) Um, (laughs) I love I love the freeloader thing (laughs) it's like you know if I can make money off of them on Instagram that'd be great but no they don't want to do that either. So mm, yeah, they're yeah, picky. So they, they are. They're very picky. And currently, one of them is very ugly because I decided to cut their hair. So yikes! We need to table that for a another twenty twenty mishap. Yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah. totally get that though. I feel like animals and like pets right now are so important to so many people. Like in terms of mental health, like mm-hmm. oh my gosh, they bring so much joy and like they're such a good stress relief. So I get that. That's a good one. Yeah, and they're just you know they're there for you and you're just like okay unconditionally at least yeah and it's like at least it's like that one thing that doesn't change yeah it's a constant that's true yeah there's no like uncertainty yeah yeah yep basically (laughs) well cool see that game wasn't that bad Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> she's still like shaking I'm gonna go, from it. I'm she's gonna like, go oh, cry now. <laughs> I'm gonna go cry in a corner. Okay, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I like I love having guests on here and you are a fantastic guest. We had again, we could have like a million hours of conversation. But um I say I mean, I hope you could come back on at some point. Definitely. Thank you for having me. Like it Yay. it feels good to be able to talk yes. about something that's not fully covid yeah. or politics or life yeah more <laughs> deep conversations yes maybe that should be the name of this episode deep <laughs> <laughs> deep period it's not going to be i promise <laughs> maybe it'll be like a subtitle anyway anyway thank you again i really appreciate you that was fantastic awesome. well thank you for having me